Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lion's Zen Podcast. Uh, with you as always, it's me, Eric. So let's get this started, right? The other day I just heard uh, somebody throwing out the word toxic again. And this word toxic is thrown around a lot lately, you know, in, in different variations. You know, and, and while you would think... When I think of Toxic, I kind of, you know, I'm like, oh, that's that Britney Spears song. It's not really that good of a song, but, you know, it's a Britney Spears song. Uh, but in in context of how people are using it now or, or overusing it now even, they're talking about relationships, toxic relationships, hostile relationships. Or people even use it as a, a way of describing, you know, their workplace, a toxic workplace or a hostile work environment. I'm sure you've heard that before. I feel that that's, that's a word that really gets used a lot. And it's a very triggering word for many people. So naturally, I'm sure you have an idea in your mind already what a toxic relationship might look like or a toxic friendship, or whatever it is, right? A toxic relationship of some sort. So naturally, I, you know, I went to the internet, and, and I just searched for signs of a toxic relationship, or what, what exactly do people think signs of a toxic relationship are? And a lot of it would be exactly what you would assume it would be, you know? Uh, excessive jealousy, bringing out the worst in you, uh, continuous disrespect, constant negative energy, not supportive at all, um, draining, depressing, all take, no give, lack of trust, lack of communication. And then one really stuck out to me and it said, it's all about them. So when I see that, when I see it's all about them, naturally a lot of people are going to think, oh, like narcissistic behavior. Again, another word that is thrown out there so often. But when I think of when I think of these things, when I think of the constant negative energy, the, the disrespect, the avoidance, the the lack of support, lack of communication, when I think of these things, I think of a different triggered word or a different definition of somebody. And when I think of that, I think of control freak. Now, some of you may have never heard that term before, but I'm sure a lot of you have. You've heard the term control freak. Now, naturally, when I think of a control freak, I tend to think of, you know, more of a, a, a parent. Because your parents are going to see you in such a light, they raised you, right? I, I brought you into this world, I can take you out of this world kind of thing. They're always in control of you up until a certain point of your age. And even sometimes after you get, you know, much older in your adulthood, they still kind of want to control or mold you in some way, shape, or form. So naturally, I search control freak, and, and the definition of control freak that I find is a person who feels an obsessive need to exercise control over themselves and others to take command of any situation. And yeah, that's, that's, that's very much so spot on. But the problem with this is, is that it doesn't, just, it doesn't just happen in relationships. This happens even beyond your relationship. So, you know, say, say you're together for some time. 
even after you're you're broken up or you're separated at some point they're still going to try and have control over you in some way shape or form you know i think of of um when you know the separation is is early you know when you break up with your boyfriend girlfriend spouse whatever I think of the early period, the, that very early period, the first couple of weeks, whatever. It's like, you know, you've got your friends that are just like scouring their social media, looking for any kind of posts, any kind of um, pictures of anybody of the other sex or, oh, my, is, are they out there having fun? What's going on? I got to know. I got to know. I got to snoop. I got to do this. I got to do that. Right. That's that's a level of control. And that's a level of jealousy. And that's, as some of the kids would say, a red flag. That might lead to, you know, a toxic relationship. So then I think about how how do you overcome things like this? How do you how do you overcome a a situation like this? Well, naturally it would be with communication, it would be with effort. You would have to communicate your feelings, you'd have to communicate what it is going on in your life at that moment in time to hopefully better the situation. Oftentimes, that may not be the case. That may not happen. So when I think of, you know, a control freak, I go back to, you know, different relationships that I've had over the over the course of, of my life. And a few, a few instances pop into my head right away. And, you know, one particularly was that I that I wouldn't fold the towels correctly, the bathroom towels correctly. You know, I wouldn't be able to, I didn't fold it long way, long way, short way, or short way, short way, long way, or however, hot dog, hamburger, however you want to call it. Like, I couldn't fold a towel properly to this person's liking. I think of other instances, you know, where I couldn't make the bed appropriately enough. You know, where it's a platform bed, the sheet's got to tuck in this way, this much, this so, this corner, this, that, and the other thing. Like, I couldn't do that appropriately. I couldn't put the crease in the pillow in the appropriate spot or the appropriate angle or whatever, right? So then it just got to the point where I'd be like, okay, I'm done doing this. I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, but then, of course, it's you don't pull your weight, things of that nature. So just just trying wasn't enough. It had to be perfect, and it goes on to to so to show you know symptoms of of people that may have a controlling issue right and it says perfectionist you know refusal to delegate constant micromanaging things of that nature you know i go back to when i was when i was younger when i was a teenager and i tried cutting the grass for my mother a couple of times and the lines in the grass weren't the right direction or the right way or it didn't look perfect enough so that wasn't good enough so I never cut the grass again you know if you're going to tell me that I'm not doing it correctly and just me trying to do it and the refusal to show me or teach me how to do it then that's on you that's on them that's not on you you trying shows that you care them not teaching you how to do it the way that they want it done, that's on them. So let's talk about ways to combat this sort of thing, especially when it comes to our relationship. 
And one thing that all relationships need is compromise. Compromise is one of the utmost important things to have in a relationship. And you ask yourself, well, I don't know, compromise, yeah, it's a big deal, but is it really that big of a deal? Yes, it's a big deal. Of course it is. I mean, settling differences by mutual concession, that's, that's compromise. It doesn't mean that you completely agree with your partner or vice versa. Of course, it's healthy to, to maintain your own personal beliefs, values, opinions, all these things, but while still meeting halfway. Compromise, compromise shows so much. So much effort. Of course, there are things that, that you don't want to compromise and that you shouldn't compromise. And let's talk about some of those things. I feel that there's, there's probably five things that you should never, never compromise, no matter what, in a relationship. And, and the first thing being your self-respect. You know, Oxford Languages defines self-respect as pride and confidence in oneself. A feeling that one is behaving with honor and dignity. Your self-respect. While compromise, you know, is, is definitely needed in relationships, if this compromise that you may be doing causes you to respect yourself less, that's not a healthy compromise. That's not okay. I'll give you an example. Let's say that you and your partner are going to a party. And let's say that you want to dress a certain way. Uh, you like to dress in vibrant colors, bright colors, in this colorful outfit. And, it's, and it speaks to you know, your bold fashion. And it makes you feel confident. But your partner insists that you should change. That you shouldn't wear that. That you don't want to attract too much attention. Or that you look like you're trying too hard. I've heard that before. So then you change your clothes. You change into something a little more drab. I don't know, maybe a brown or a taupe. Or a black or an earthy tone. I'm not sure. Whatever it is you change into. It's not the end of the world. You know, you still think maybe, yeah, I look, I look okay. I look good. Whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I just, you just, you're lacking self-confidence, but your partner's trying to build you back up. Oh no, I think you look great. I think you look great. But you still don't feel like yourself because you weren't allowed to wear what you would be most confident in. Now, let's say that your partner has, has done this to you a couple of times. Insisting that you change, insisting that you're attracting too much attention, things of that nature. Then what? Then you start to change as a person. You start to change who you are. And that compromise is not okay. You shouldn't have to change who you are. 
to impress somebody. You shouldn't have to change what you are to impress somebody. Sure, compromise is healthy. Sure, compromise is needed. But when it's your self-respect, is that okay? I don't think that's okay. I was just, I went out to breakfast uh, a couple days ago with my daughters and I went to this place I've been to once or twice and I walked in and, and, you know, I've said it before, I wear, you know, I wear different, different clothes. I, I, I was wearing Timberland boots with paint splatter on them and, and a chunky gold chain and a bright colored t-shirt and, you know, holes in my jeans, whatever. And when we walked into the seating area, we had gotten several looks from different people. And it was a little uncomfortable at first, but it's okay, no big deal, whatever. We go, we sit down, and I just kind of like look to my left just to kind of scour the room. I try to make sure the girls are okay, they're sitting down, everything's okay. And I, I look to my left, and I see this woman at this table that had stared at me as first one that caught my eye when I walked in because she had this grimacing look on her face and I turn and look to my left and she's still staring at me with the same look on her face and I'm like okay this is this is weird so I turn away I don't say anything I say something you know to my kids like hey you know do you think you know what you're gonna get have you looked at the menu like what's going on da, 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 whatever you know and they're looking at the menu and I just kind of like glance over again and I see her still looking at me, this woman. And then she looks to a couple of the people at her table with her. And two of the three other people at the table with her then turn and look directly at me. So it's like, I know you were talking about me. I know you were looking at me. I get it. She starts typing away on her phone. It made me feel extremely uncomfortable. But it's not going to ruin my day. It's people like that that judge someone by the way that they dress, they look. Those people, you're not going to change. That kind of mentality is hard to, to change. That closed-minded, what is this person wearing? Oh, just aghast. We all need to be nicer to each other, I guess is the moral of that story. I'm just thankful that I don't have to interact with that person because I may have been asked to compromise what I want to wear to appease her. And that's not okay. So let's move on to another thing that you should never have to compromise. And that's your sense of independence. And when I say this, I'm not saying like, oh, you get into a relationship and you know, you don't move in together right away. You each have your own residence. I'm not saying, you know, date and be together for 10 years, but still have separate residences. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, if that's what you want, do you. I'm not saying, you know, separate bank accounts and separate whatever. I Whatever works best for you, right? What I'm saying when I say your sense of independence. What I'm saying when I bring that up is, you know, your friendships, 
your family, your hobbies, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, your, your goals, your life goals, your dreams. Those things shouldn't go away when a relationship is developing. Of course, when a relationship is starting to develop, you want to spend more time with that person, 100%. And your friendship or your friend groups might suffer a little bit. But that doesn't mean that you, you need to stop hanging out with them, communicating with them, whatever that looks like. That doesn't mean that. As a matter of fact, you should incorporate some of your friend groups in with your relationship. I mean, that just that just gets to know you on a whole nother level. And that's important. I mean, quality time is essential to relationships. And, and time is one of, you know, the five love languages, five or seven, whichever one you want to go by, I go by the five. But time is definitely one of the love languages. And if you want to start talking love languages, I mean, that's, that's a compromise all in itself. Maybe your love language isn't time. Maybe it's gifts of affirmation or words of affirmation or gifts or, or physical touch, whatever it is. If that's not your love language, but you're compromising to make sure that you give the person you're with what they need. You're speaking their love language. We can go into that in a little bit, little bit deeper here in a second, but your, your independence, that should not be compromised. Independence isn't a threat to a relationship. It's an asset. I mean, partners who celebrate who they are as individuals can, can best give their relationships 100%. You know, and this goes back to the clothing, you know, what I want to wear, who I want to be, what I want to look like. I'm not going to tell somebody you can't dye your hair blue if you, if you want to. You know, I might say, well, given, you know, your, your career choice, might not be the best idea, you know, if you're going to be CEO of, of a hospital or something, might not be the best idea to dye your hair blue right now. I don't know. But, I mean, like, if, if, if you're president of the United States, okay, let's not dye your hair blue right now. I mean, might be a weird look. But 100%, be yourself. Be your true self. Own who you are and find somebody who loves you for it and then the rest will just fall into place. The third thing on my list of, of things that you should never compromise for the sake of a relationship or a friendship, whatever, is your opinion. Everybody has a different opinion and that's why... That's why relationships require compromise. If you feel that you don't have a voice in your relationship, like your opinions are never heard, well, then that's that's definitely a compromise not worth making. When it comes to expressing your opinions, there should definitely be a balance. It's not required to, to voice every opinion you've ever had in a relationship, for crying out loud, no way. You shouldn't have to brush opinions under the rug, though. Especially ones that are important to you. You should never have to do that. Not expressing opinions that differ from your partner's may seem like a way to keep the peace. 
but it can also make you feel unsatisfied, you know, and, and even resentful at times. Think about that. When you're having a discussion or, or an argument with a friend or, or your partner and you bite your tongue on an opinion, and it's probably even more so now than I would think that than it's ever happened behind closed doors. I don't know. I mean, I've had different discussions with different people that I've been in friendships or relationships with, and I'm not I'm not typically scared to to say what I if something's important to me. I'm not typically scared to talk about it or to share it. I might pick and choose my battles where I know or who who to say what to. But I'm not I'm not gonna hide my opinion about something, especially if it's important to me. Sharing opinions, even when they're different, can, can make your relationship stronger. You know, by voicing our opinions, we give our partners a chance to, to hear and understand us. And then when they share their opinions with us, it's the same thing in return. It takes courage and confidence to share your views on things. Especially if others disagree with it. I mean, you're owning who you are and you're not molding yourself to to someone who wants you to be different, right? You're not you're not you're not molding yourself into into some someone that somebody wants you to be. You're you're owning your truth. You're being yourself. If someone is trying to silence your voice or suggest that maybe your opinions aren't valued, that's not a basis for healthy compromise. Not at all. Healthy compromise is about creating a safe space for both partners to share their opinions. You know, each partner can can respectfully agree or disagree and then decide the best way to move forward. Communication. 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 So incredibly important. You know, it, it, a lot of times when you're sharing opinions, sometimes people are so one side or the other with some of these things. You know, so you might have to activate some sort of, of switch to, to turn it off or to stop each time you have a disagreement. Or, or finding a new way to meet in the middle or something because sometimes people just get so heated about one thing or another. And I'm not, I mean, you can go, you can go over so many different topics that are relevant now, you know, whether it be um, re- reproductive rights, whether it be, you know, um, equal rights, whether it be social injustice, whatever it would be, religion, politics in general. So many, just wrap it all together. Wrap it all together. So many people are very strong-willed, strongly opinionated about so many of those things. When, when I think about compromise and when I think about, you know, your opinions, I always, I always go back to thinking about my great-grandparents and, uh, and when I used to visit them, they were they were such a hoot. They were a great time. You know, they were married for over 60 years. Six, zero, over 60 years. And I always think about them this time of year during an election year. Always during an election year. Because the one 
my great-grandmother was more Democrat. My great-grandfather was more right-leaning. He wasn't, I wouldn't say he was full-blown Republican, but he was very right-leaning. And they would just go back and forth about, you know, governor this or president that or, you know, senator this, whatever it was. They would always just fight back and forth and bicker. But for 60-plus years, they were together, you know, had seven children. My great-grandfather was in World War II, served in the Korean War as well. I mean, it to, to go through all these life-changing things, compromise had to be incredible. The communication had to be there. You know, people will say, well, granted, you know, they weren't around each other all the time. Yeah, I mean, early on, early on, probably not so much. You know, in the 40s and 50s, when they were having kids, and, and you know, he's off in war. Yeah, probably not so much. But he came back. Kids are getting, kids are growing up, you know, et cetera, whatever. He was home. He still had to work. He still had to provide. You know, they still had to communicate and coexist in, 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 a, in a house with seven plus kids. I mean, they, it, it's, it's amazing the compromises that were made for them to live. And I keep going back, and I, I enjoyed going to their house during, like I said, this political time. The ads are running on the TV or whatever, and they get they get fighting one another and, and harassing one another about this, that, and the other thing. And I just remember the one time my great-grandmother said, my, my great-grandfather was all for Bill Clinton getting impeached and kicked out of office, and he was a disgrace and all this and that. And my great-grandmother turned and looked at him, and she said, What's the big deal? So what if he was sitting at a desk, getting his jollies off, and playing with her boobies? And I just, I, 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 man, I tell, you know, for a seventy-some-year-old woman to be to be spewing this stuff out, like I, you know, I was I was a young teenager at the time, probably, but I just that was just the funniest thing ever. And they would go back and forth and fight about all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just so much fun, though, listening to them. And I can't help but think the compromise, the communication, the effort that they put in to to be together for 60-plus years is, is insane. I mean, someday I hope to have, you know, uh, a relationship like theirs, a long, drawn-out, loving relationship like theirs. Granted, I'm getting too old. I'm not going to be married for 60, 60 years, but... Uh, unless they make some incredible advancements in modern day medicine now to where, you know, I mean, people are living past 100, but I mean, that's, that's a whole nother level, but I digress. The next, the next issue on my list or the next thing on my list where you should never compromise in a relationship, right? Is your values, your core values. You know, this is, this is a big one, right? Your opinion, your opinion is also a pretty big one, but I think your core values are probably even bigger yet. So, for example, let's say that that one of your core values is marriage. And you've met the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. You can't wait to marry them. You see marriage as the, the ultimate expression of love and commitment. And then your partner tells you they don't believe in marriage. 
that their intent is to never get married. What would you do? Would you stay with them? And in hopes that maybe, just maybe they'll change their mind at some point? I don't know. I've, I've got friends that have had children together, that have vehicles together, that have a house together, that have been together for over 15 years and still aren't married. And one side really wanted to get married, really wanted to get married. And now after 15 some years is, yeah, I don't really know. I guess it's never going to happen. I'm okay with it. And the other one was so hard, steadfast, no. And I remember when I was asking them, I would ask them, I'd be like, why, why is it, why do you not want to get married? What, what's holding you back so bad? And the response would be, it's just a stupid ring and a piece of paper. Yeah, but you know what? That, that stupid ring and that piece of paper means so much to the person that, you know, you had a child with. That stupid ring and piece of paper means so much to that person that has given up over 15 years of their life to you, that that stupid ring and piece of paper means more to that person than 90 plus percent of the things that you have in your life. And that that like that blows my mind. Like that compromise, that's crazy. Y'all own a house together. Y'all have cars together. Y'all have, y'all have a child together. You're afraid that you're going to lose all of it or, or, or half of it's going to be gone. Newsflash, y'all been together for so long already, like you're going to end up paying child support. You're going to end up having to sell the house and, and whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't matter. I just don't understand. why some people feel that way. And that's crazy. Let's, I'll give you another example. Let's just say, probably a little bit less of an extreme example, but let's just say, you know, your partner is, is, uh, is from another country, right? They're in a different, they're, they're different culture. And they end up being in a relationship with you, they moved here from, I don't know, just any, any country, doesn't really matter, Europe, South America, Bahamas, whatever, right? They value their culture, like they grew up there till, you know, their teenage years, moved to America for schooling or who knows what, and you want to support them in honoring those values that they, that they grew up with. You know, you could decide to incorporate some of their cultural traditions into your life. You know, whether it be cooking authentic meals from from wherever they're from, could be learning the language uh, of their country, speaking speaking their language where they're from. If if, it's, if they have a different language, you know, you can come up with so many different ideas. But putting in the effort and time to do this, to do these things. That shows that you care. That shows that you love that person. That shows that you want to to be with that person. You know, whether it's 
I, I don't know, we'll say like in Mexico, um, Dea la, Dea, Dea la Muertes, right? Uh, Dia, Dia la Muertes, uh, the Day of the Dead is, is huge. I mean, just Halloween down there is so incredibly important to that culture, to their culture. And I remember, you know, taking Spanish classes in, in high school and around Halloween, we would do some of the things, you know, that, that were important to that culture. We would have some of the foods that they would serve around that time. We would, you know, do the face painting and we would do all these things. And there was just, there was just an F1 race in Mexico city right around Halloween and you know, I, I listened to some people that would that were that were there and they were like, This is this is awesome. This is so amazing. Like the culture, everything around it, like they really embrace it. And that's that's fantastic. So then think about like think about like the Chinese New Year in China. That is that that is huge for them. That is huge for that culture. You know, things like that, whereas you know, it'd be Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Memorial Day, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. For some of us are, are, are bigger deals in America, you know, where different religions have, you know, Passover and, and or not Passover, I'm sorry, Rosh Hashanah, different things, you know, that, that they celebrate and, and putting in the effort and taking interest in that and learning more about that. That's a compromise on, on your part. last thing that I wouldn't never compromise for a relationship, right, is your inner peace. Don't compromise your inner peace. You should never have to do that. You know, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody where it just feels hard, like all the time? Like it's just, it's just difficult. If you're in a relationship, you know, where you and your partner never really see eye to eye and you're fighting frequently and there's more bad days than good. I mean, it's really worth checking in on yourself. Ask yourself, do you feel at peace? Does your mind feel okay? Does your heart feel full? You know, these are important questions to ask because the right partner, the compatible partner will make you feel at peace. It'll make you feel like where you're meant to be. And 100%, you know, disagreements are going to happen, bad days are going to happen. Of course, all those things are going to happen. But you'll know that in the long run, you'll be good. You'll be good together. Healthy relationships don't require you to compromise your inner peace. In healthy relationships, you should trust that your partner has your best interests at heart and that they trust you with the same. Right? Healthy relationships should bring you a sense of security and fulfillment and, and love that comes with inner peace. That, that's something that you should never have to give up. Of course, compromise in a relationship is required and it can be a force for good. Settling, Settling for less than 100% of what you want in some situations can show our partners that we care about them. Taking, taking interest in things that, you know, whether it be a hobby 
or, or what, whatever it would look like, a show, taking interest in things that our partners like or enjoy, that shows compromise. That shows that you care about them and you want them to be happy. All these things can show that you know, you're willing, that you're able to, to harmonize individual and relationship needs and it can build trust, love, and goodwill in relationships. And that's what we all want. We all want that warm, fuzzy feeling. We all want that sense of security. We all want that. And I'm not saying that you have to say yes to every compromise that comes your way. Absolutely not. I think I, I think I covered some things that you can say no to if it's going to compromise those things, right? If it's going to compromise your, your inner peace, your, your self-respect, your independence, your opinions, your values, if it's going to compromise those things, then absolutely say no. And your partner should be 100% okay with you saying no. As long as we focus on healthy compromises and say no to compromises that make us feel unheard, unvalued, or unsettled, you'll be good to go. Happy relationships await you if, if you follow those simple things. Compromise, effort, communication, not control, not control, compromise, communication, effort. I think that'll do it for today's episode. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, rate, review. But the outpouring support I've gotten has been unbelievable. Um, I've got some great news. Got something coming down the pipeline here uh, about a month out. Going to be doing a, a Lion's Den trivia event uh, for charity, for Toys for Tots, actually. Um, so watch my social media, please, for more details to come on that. Uh, it's going to be early in December. It's going to be a holiday themed. So I uh, can't wait to, to put that on for you all. And I hope we get mass turnout for that. So like I said, please like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Uh, I love you all. Be good.